0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome to The Legendarium Podcast. I am Craig, your host here with a very interesting episode. This is going to be different from a lot of the stuff that we've done recently, um, but it's going to be very fun, I think, because it's a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of something that we as readers don't often get to look at, and that is the marketing side of publishing. Okay, How, how does... You know, we could talk about how a book gets written. We could talk about how a book gets edited. But how does a book get marketed to you? How how does the publisher get it into your hands? So we're going to be talking about that with a few guests who I will introduce in just a moment. But first, I will remind everybody to go to thelegendarium.com where you can find past episodes. You can find the link to our Discord server where you can join thousands of other giant nerds like you and have a conversation in the friendliest corner of the Internet You can also find a link to our Patreon page if you feel so inclined as to support the show, and we very much appreciate those who do. Okay, that out of the way. Now let's introduce our guests. I have Andrew, Rachel, and Yvonne. Hello to all three of you. Andrew, welcome. Hi. (laughs) And Rachel, hello to you as well. Hi. (laughs) And Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Hello, hello. All right, so now, now everybody will have memorized exactly whose voice is whose, and, and uh, we're, we're good to go. Uh, and you all work for Tor, is that right?
1: Yep, that's yes, right. Yes, I'm getting,
0: I'm getting <laughs> nods. I'm getting nods from all of them. <laughs> so I think that's how a lot of this is going to go. A lot of, uh, oh, 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 who's going to talk? But that's uh, the, one of the wonders of uh, doing these shows online is, uh, you know, wrangling whose turn is next. So I'll do a better job of that. That's my job. Um, All right. So you all work for Tor in uh, marketing and advertising. And like I said, getting the books into people's hands. Um, Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do specifically. And and tell us a little bit about how you got into it.
2: Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) I I do a mix of digital and title marketing. So what that means is on one hand, it's the more traditional. um, I have authors that are under my marketing purview. And I'll figure out how to market to consumers and let them know about this awesome book they should read, as well as market to tradespeople, uh, which are mostly booksellers and librarians, sort of letting them know you know, what we have that's new so that they can talk about it with their patrons and consumers. Um, and then on the digital end, uh, Rachel can talk more about that. I run our Tumblr, which um, is, imprint agnostics. So I post about all of Tor books, um, Mm. but Tor is very large. And there's lots of different um, sort of divisions that we'll (laughs) get into a little bit more. Um, What I do day to day is um, I assist Rachel with a lot of things. I'll like we'll run a ton of sweepstakes on our social media channels every month. So I help I I get the like rules uh, done and sent to legal for that as well as reach out to like winners. I um, run our blog, so I'll curate content and and do things for that uh, as well as, yeah, just
0: it's, things it's that are fun. happening every day. One of the things that people don't necessarily know about is how difficult it can be to do, to hold like a sweepstakes or some kind of contest like that where it has to go through. So many different channels at a company. Yeah, you got to get it approved by legal, and somebody has to approve the money side of it, and um, you know, the especially the that compliance, that legal side of it is, yeah, it's annoying. So hats off to you for being able to do that day in and day out. That is that is tough. That's uh, tougher work than people would realize. Rachel, sounds like you work pretty closely with Andrew. What do you do?
3: Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I do a similar uh, divided role in uh, digital marketing and uh, traditional title marketing. I run all of the uh, tour book social media sites with the exception of Tumblr. Um, so I do Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for just tour books. We do have several imprints under uh, tour publishing group, but I run the accounts for uh, tour books, which is kind of like what we call tour prime, the uh the biggest main one. Um, And then I also do title marketing as well for uh, specific books, doing more of like ad plans and traditional uh, publish uh, marketing for that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, if anybody's writing a sci-fi book out there and they need to name a planet, uh, Tor Prime sounds like a pretty good one. I think Uh,
3: it's a good one. That's what we we sometimes like Tor Prime, so we know which one we're talking about with all the TPG (laughs) imprints. That yeah.
0: might be
2: one yeah. of the few iterations of Tor that we haven't actually yet officially.
3: <laughs> it's sanctioned as an imprint.
0: <laughs> Tor Prime. It's, uh,
2: Tor Prime that's dropping
3: great. soon after Bramble.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. And Yvonne, you're a little bit different uh, from what these guys do. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm over in the Ad Promo department. Ad Promo is short for advertising and promotions. Um, so we help the marketing department book a lot of ad campaigns, Um, We're kind of more on the project management and uh, like logistics side of things. Um, So I'm not really writing copy for ads, but I am help like kicking the emails through approvals. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also do a lot of research for our promo items because we'll come up with promotional items for our pre-order campaigns. Um, Sometimes we'll give away with like with the pre-order of the book, we'll give you, we'll just send you a free enamel pin or stickers. Um, and I helped do a lot of the research into these vendors and items to figure out, you know, what's feasible for us um, and also what's good for us.
0: So all three of you have to have a pretty firm grasp or, you know, a finger on the pulse of, of both sides, you know, what is, what the publisher needs, but also what the readers are going to respond to or the, the vendors or, um, you know, whoever it is that you're reaching out to. Uh, which which side of it comes more naturally? It's like, oh, you know, it, it's easy to talk to. It's easy for me to understand what the readers are going to respond to, or what people on social media are going to respond to. But it's tough to, um, you know, to to really dig into things with uh, with the vendors or with the authors themselves or whoever. Uh, or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. Tell me a little bit about that side of it, Andrew. What's the easiest part and what's the hardest part of your job, basically?
2: Um, I think, uh, definitely nothing, nothing stresses me out so much as like social media often, um, which it's fun too, but it's kind (laughs) of like you're in a little, you're in a little boat and there's shadows moving underneath you and you like, it's your job to like fish, but you don't want to catch their attention because they're big and scary. Um, so it's, it's very fun and like, you know, it's, it's a blast to like engage, but it's also, that's something that I think is approach with more care as far as like booksellers and like librarians and reaching out to like vendors and, and tradespeople, I think maybe the most important thing that I've found has just been access. Um, a lot of time, like booksellers are invested in books and they want to, they want to know more about books. They want to connect. Um, it just can be very hard looking in from the outside to see how to do that. So, um, a lot of, I think our job as marketers is to sort of find ways to connect with these booksellers and librarians and sort of, you know, build correspondence and and yeah. Um, Before I worked in digital, I actually worked in school and library marketing, which um, was really cool because in in that role, uh, I I was the point of contact for like uh, librarians if they were reaching out to us for any reason. So I Mm. spent a lot of time, like um, not really face to facing because, you know, email, (laughs) but Um, during that time, I got to talk and build relationships with a lot of librarians who are really, really cool. And they, they all, they all want to be involved,
0: right? Yeah. So they're, they're easy to, to kind of figure out, to talk to and, and, uh, to start those conversations.
2: Once like a conversation is rolling, like, you know, that's the easy part, but, um, you know, often just like building that bridge in the first place can be, Mm -hmm. can be difficult, especially like there's a bazillion libraries. There should always be more, but there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of bookstores too. And you know, how do you how do you get in contact with all of them?
0: You know? All right, quick straw poll with the three of you. Do you consider yourself introverted or extroverted? With all of this trying to reach out to people and build those relationships, and dare I say it, I dare networking uh, is that an easy thing or is that a tough thing? Straw poll, yay or nay? Uh, Rachel, uh, introvert, extrovert. Easy, I, am very, difficult.
3: I am very extroverted, so I don't know if like, easy is the right word, but um, I enjoy it more because I'm very yeah. extroverted and like talking to people, which probably also helps uh, running the social media accounts. <laughs> there
0: you go. What about you, Yvonne?
3: Uh, I definitely think I'm on the introverted side of
1: things, but mm. I do think when I like put on the corporate shell and I write a cold email, it's, it's not me anymore. It's Torb. <laughs> Core Publishing Group is emailing you, at which point I have no fear. I've cold called so, so many vendors.
0: I'm, I'm really looking forward to the uh, comic book where you, you're, it, you're Yvonne by day, but by night you don the costume, and or maybe it's the other way around. By day, you're sending out these incredible emails. Right? Uh, what about you, Andrew?
2: Oh, I'm an extrovert, um, but sometimes that kind of translates Uh, imperfectly into email where it's like, I want to socialize, but I have to type a thing and say best. And that's.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I totally got sidetracked by this. I was just so interested in the idea of, um, you know, it's something that people may not consider that, uh, you know, marketing, marketing is in many ways a sales job. You're trying to sell this book to uh, to people directly or to librarians or to whoever, um, and sales, it's not necessary to be extroverted, but it sometimes can help depending on uh, on what your exact role is. Rachel, I wanted to ask you a question based on what Andrew was talking about. There, there is how, how should I put this? Do you have a sense that marketing books has changed in you know in 2023 versus 1993 or 83 or something, where I can imagine, or at least it seems to make sense in my head that marketing directly to the readers is easier, uh, more necessary now. Uh, then going through, you know, booksellers and libraries and schools and all of that, where that's still important, but we, hey, we have social media. Now we can actually reach directly into people's email inboxes or what have you. That's That seems to make sense in my head, but is that right? Is there, has the balance tipped toward talking to people individually to market these books, or is it still largely about reaching larger audiences through those, Uh, kind of gatekeepers, the librarians and whatnot?
3: Um, I mean, honestly, I think all those aspects are still, like, very important. I think with social media, it's just become a little bit bit harder and a little bit more uneven because I feel like there's now a lot more pressure on the author themselves to be chronically Mm. online and to be, like, pitching their own book and doing the legwork and putting themselves out there publicly in a way that I don't think was normal, like 20 or 30 years ago, um, which for authors who like to do that, I think it's a really fun opportunity, but I don't think it's maybe necessarily like fair that that's on them. Um, Cause I know like as the one running tour social, like we do the best that we can to be promoting every single book on social media and making sure every book like shines and has its moment. But, For the author, it's obviously more personal. Like, they are the one book that they're doing, and I have maybe, like, 80 to 100 in the year that I'm supposed to be pushing. Um, So I think it's just made it a bit... The focus different. Like, all those aspects are still very important, but it feels like a lot more pressure digitally because you can reach readers directly, and if you are having those viral moments, it really can, like, move the needle. Like, for instance, I don't know if you saw the... um, the whole viral moment with this is how you lose the time war, um, which Max Gladstone is one of our authors. But that viral moment, uh, which, you know, Andrew has very strong feelings about. if That really tipped the scale. That made that that book is, what, three years old, four years old? Tell, tell um, us a little bit
0: about it. Tell, I, because people may not know about the viral moment. So, so let's hear it.
3: That was a viral moment where I think it was like a Trigon anime account just tweeted out, like, this is how you lose a time war. Like, read it. Just read it. It's amazing. It's like a four-hour audiobook like so short you should just go read it and it went viral it got something like three million um I forget what it was it was like over a hundred thousand likes like millions of metrics um it shot that book up to the New York Times bestseller list even though the book is three or four years old um it really just it was one of those like really organic viral moments that I don't think anyone can really replicate or explain. Although I'm like, where's my like Sailor Moon anime account to make um, one of my <laughs> <laughs> books go insanely viral. But it's things like that that really do move the needle. Like that changed the trajectory of that book in a really extreme way, like way past on sale date, which is very unusual. And
0: and uh, I was telling you guys before we started recording that I, I, I do content marketing and I have some idea, some idea of some of the things that you guys go through. And it can be so frustrating as a marketer uh, or as a content creator, for that matter, to work really, really hard on project X, and then it goes nowhere, and you're just, oh, what's going on? And then you know, a project B from two years ago, out of nowhere, it goes completely crazy, and you're like, that's great, I'm happy that it's going places, but why am I here? <laughs> you know, yeah. I've had uh, I've had YouTube videos that take off like that you know it's yeah it's been up for two years and nobody cared and then finally somebody cared the right person cared and now it's got a hundred thousand views or whatever and uh, man, you never know when stuff like that is going to happen it, does that frustrate you rachel
3: uh it can because we try our best to be like fun and quirky especially because yeah. i feel like we maybe have a little bit more freedom than other publishers do because we are like genre fiction i think that lends more to being like funny to kind of post things that are a little out of pocket sometimes they do well Mm. but like moments like that it's like I'm so happy for that book but why couldn't it be my book like next (laughs) time will it be my turn but I'm, I'm obviously very happy for them that's an amazing book everyone should read this is how you lose the time war
0: this is how you lose the time war there you go yeah Yvonne you say you're more introverted than these guys. And that, uh, yeah, and, you know, so that comes a little more naturally, the, the quiet introversion. And believe it or not, me too. Uh, I I have my comic book persona, and that's the guy that sits in front of the microphone and the camera, you know. But uh, as a rule, I tend to be more introverted. Um, what What's your favorite aspect of your job that really plays into your strengths? How... You know, how do you use your superpowers basically to uh, to get books moving?
1: Um, I feel like the reason why I'm in my job is because I never actually want to talk to an author, and I never have to in ad promo. Um, <laughs>
0: Just podcasters. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, let me see. That's a good question. I think probably one of my favorite parts about being in my position is I kind of have my fingers in everything, like. I mean we work most closely with marketing but you know i'll be talking to publicity one day i sent like three emails to editorial this morning um production is going to come knocking on my door this afternoon probably um so i kind of get to see a bit of everything um and because i do i get to like hurry things along if necessary um this has nothing to do with introversion. I think it's more to do with like a God complex of like, I like to have a bit of control on <laughs> everything. Um, I just want to know what's going on, especially because yeah. um, we do a lot with workflows in ad promo where it's like, what are we doing? How can it be better? Um, and the more you know about how the entire like industry hinges together, the, the more unnecessary weight you can cut out.
0: Mm, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're going to make sure that no tour, uh, managers or executives listen to this. Um, and I, I want to ask you (laughs) if you could change anything about the way all of this works and knowing, you know, as you say, you've got your fingers in all the pies and all that, and uh, knowing what you do, is there some change you would make to the way that these books are advertised or marketed?
1: It's hard to do like a one, a one size fits all kind of thing. Um, But I think behind the scenes, I don't know if I change it for, like, public facing. I think because each book is its its own special baby, and we all love them equally. Um, But on the back end of things, I just think that we could fix things with, like, one more spreadsheet. Just one master spreadsheet that has all the answers to every question you may ever have. (laughs) Expect me to make it. I just want one.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely not. Who, who wants to make another spreadsheet? No, that's so the okay. All right. So that's more of an internal note, you like more organization for uh, how you guys are dealing with all these books. I'm only laughing so hard because I'm I'm I break out in hives. I'm allergic to spreadsheets. I, I don't get them. I they don't get me. We just don't get along very well. Uh, I've tried. Uh, I, I will build something in Google uh with the google uh word like microsoft word before i'll use a spreadsheet so
2: i would die without spreadsheets and i'm afraid of microsoft word
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is really funny because the publishing industry runs on microsoft word we can't get anything done without it
2: that is not my corner you got your finger in everything but i haven't had to open word in years (laughs) that's not true all manuscripts are transmitted in word
1: all manuscripts are transmitted in word and it's the bane of some people's existence, but not mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I haven't used Microsoft Word in years. I just use the, whatever the Google suite uh, version is docs. That's what it's called. Google docs. Um, Cause I'm basic. Okay guys, I'm basic. So just leave me alone. Um, all right. So I've got a question for you. One of the things that um that mega fan readers enjoy so so much is conventions. Do you guys get to deal with those, go to them, promote them, uh, or is that like I, I you know, Yvonne? I I don't want to see all these people just leave it over there. I never want to go to a convention. What are you guys' experiences with that and and interfacing directly with readers?
3: Uh, so I can take that one because my uh, my previous job actually I used to run. Our booth at conventions. I work for a manga publisher, um, mm. so conventions used to be a huge part of my job. It's not quite as much anymore, especially because I started um, in January 2020. So COVID uh, took conventions out for quite a while. Um, but yeah. I did go to San Diego Comic Con with Tor for the first time last year, and I think it's uh, so much fun to be able to see readers and be able to see like people who are really passionate about the books, and also to meet the authors. We had a lot of authors are able to come and like be on panels and uh, be at booths and like hand sell books and sign our stock and everything like that. So I think it's really important to go and be able to connect with fans and give authors the opportunity to connect with their fans.
0: Yeah. Andrew, what about you?
2: Oh, um, so I actually, in my, my previous job role of a school and library, I went to a lot of, like, uh, not consumer-facing conventions, but, like, teacher and Industry. librarian conventions, um, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Um, it was like a lot of work. Cause it's like, you know, it's like a 15 hour day you show up and then you are running the boot. It, that might be an exaggeration. I can't do math, <laughs> um, <laughs> without a spreadsheet. Um, but it was also like really fun. Cause you know, teachers and librarians would come through and you get to talk about all the things that we have. And, um, often they would be, you know, come with like, questions are like, I'm trying to build out my class library to focus on like these themes that I also have like lessons coinciding with what's a good book for my like summer library mm. program, stuff like that.
0: And it's just, it's really fun. But, yeah. Y- Yvonne, are you as allergic to conventions as I am to spreadsheets?
1: Um, funny enough, I actually went to my first convention last year, at New York Comic Con. Um, and it was fun uh, in, in limited doses. Uh, but I feel like what I'm usually in charge of is um, wrangling all all the free stuff we end up giving away at conventions. Mm, so any yeah. of those fun little button pins, the advanced reader copy drops, a lot of it's up to me.
0: So you're the person that everybody wants to know at the con, right? So you got the bag behind the counter, like with all the stuff.
1: I have several <laughs> bags even. Nice, nice.
0: Now I, to Andrew's point, I remember, um, uh, last year went to uh, somebody you guys are all a name you're all familiar with Brandon Sanderson's got his convention uh, out here in Salt Lake City uh, where I'm close by Salt Lake City. Uh, and so we did a booth at his convention like, hey, yeah, let's promote the podcast. We'll talk to some people. And Andrew, to your point, we set up our booth they opened the doors and I didn't get to sit down or stop talking until about 10 o'clock that night. It was just madness. Uh,
2: Sometimes
0: (laughs) (laughs) I felt alive for a while and then I wanted to die. Mm. Um, But uh, yeah, it's, I I don't know. I enjoy them. And it's, I think it is nice for the readers. Like, like you say, it's good for you as marketers, but it's nice for the readers as well to actually have a conversation with the author. Nobody's going to be more, um, committed to their book or passionate about their book, uh, or better able to explain what it is. Well, okay. Maybe sometimes that's not always the case. I bet you guys are better explainers of, uh, some of these books than the authors are, but anyway, but yeah, it is really nice sometimes. Uh, there we go. Okay. Hang on. I got another jet going overhead. Gosh. Man, this place, I swear. Uh, word of advice for when you guys all start your podcasts, don't start it under an Air Force base. Just don't do it, okay? Don't, don't build your studio there. Um, okay, excellent. So if there's one thing that you would want a reader to know, um, to kind of uh, you know dispel any myths or um, encourage uh, a smarter, Uh, a smarter consumer of books or something. If there's one thing that you'd want people to know, what would it be? We can kind of end on that note. Think about that for a second. Uh, For me, oh gosh, now I I need to find an answer to my own question. We can all think of it. Um, I don't know. Does anybody have any initial thoughts? Something you want readers to know about how these books are marketed?
2: We're all trying all the time. We're humans. And we're trying all the time.
0: (laughs) Trying, trying what trying to like get the best books in front of people? Or just uh, what do you mean by that?
2: There's always more work than there is people. And like, you know, one thing about marketing is our work never stops, because we want to do the best job that we possibly can. And, Hmm. you know, you can never really market enough. So we'll always be trying.
0: Yeah.
3: And I think to add on to Andrew's point, especially I think at tour, everyone here is a huge fan. Like everyone loves science fiction and fantasy. Everyone's like very into it. So we're all trying Mm. really hard all the time and probably putting like even more into it than perhaps our supervisors want us to because they're scared of us burning out. Um, So we are we are doing the most all the time because we really do love the books we're working on and we believe in them.
0: There you go. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yvonne, any thoughts to add?
3: Um,
1: I don't know. Just, just really echoing um, what's been said. Like we we are always trying to talk to readers, um, and sometimes the way we do so might come off a bit heavy-handed because you know when we're writing ad copy, it's like get this done in sixty characters. Um, there's like not a lot of space to really go into the nuance and like the beauty of each book in as much detail as we wish we could. Um, So sometimes it comes across a little like heavy handed. Um, Sometimes like you might read a book and be like, wow, why is no one talking about this? It's it's because we ran out of space, not because we ran out of enthusiasm. Um, So just like hoping that people will give things a shot uh, and, you know, we love these books and every day behind the scenes, we are like fighting for our lives to try and get more eyes on them. Mm.
0: So everybody within the sound of my voice should go, you know, hug a marketer today. They work very hard <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, I, I would say as, as somebody who, again, has a toe in the same type of world that you guys do, um, having somebody tell you, that, hey, I picked up this book, because x, y, or z, you know, I met you at a convention, you recommended this, or I got this email, or I saw this great campaign on Instagram, or Tumblr, or whatever. Uh, Having somebody say that it made an impact, and I loved this book, and I'm so glad that I found it can go a long, long way. And so for somebody in your position, you guys, especially Andrew and Rachel doing social media stuff, um, if, if somebody makes a comment on a post and says, yeah, I, I picked up this book that you you know, recommended last week and absolutely loved it, there's a good chance you'll see that and really, really appreciate it. Am I wrong?
3: No, I definitely agree with that. I think it's always awesome when people comment on our posts saying like, oh, I read this because this looked cool. And to tying back to what Yvonne does, I know we've done some really fun like pre-order campaigns where like I know um, one I did last year was this really cool acrylic charm for Legends and Lattes by Travis mm-hmm. Baldry. And people were like, oh, I want that charm. So I'm going to pre-order the book because I want the charm. And then, you know, fall in love with the book because they were so entranced by the shiny object that uh, Yvonne and the ad promo team made. Which I think go. it's also fun.
2: I write little social media quizzes, and when people say nice things about them, I want to cry. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Awesome. Well, thanks, you guys, for taking a few minutes out of your day. I really appreciate you talking with me about this stuff. It's, again, just a a chance for people to peek behind the curtain a little bit and and meet the folks who are trying desperately to get these books into your hands. Uh, So I appreciate you doing it. and, uh, And thanks to everybody for listening. Hey, guys, have a great day.
3: Thank you, too.